My name is Brad Tuttle with WCC Land and Cattle in San Marcos, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We've got another week rolling, and I've got another episode rolling for you of Texas Ag Today. Why don't you jump on in with me and buckle up? We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the wind has been relentless across Texas for the last couple of weeks. Of course, the panhandle in Southern Plains has had it the worst, but we'll check in with the Abilene area to see how the wind has been affecting things there coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. What needs to be done to elevate Amarillo's position as a global food leader? A newly formed organization is making a big effort to find out. I'm James Hunt and we'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Seed traits, crop protection, tailored solutions, and digital ag are all part of a multi-billion dollar investment in research and development for farmers across the nation and here in Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have more on what farmers learned at a cotton college in San Angelo on Texas Ag Today. Lots of activity in farming country, in the field, at the stock shows, and at the Capitol. Hello, I'm Barry Mahler, and I have the story in today's report. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news, and a complete look at the markets, all coming up. Another big storm front moved through parts of Texas Thursday and Friday, bringing yet another round of high winds. Kevin Meeks is an agronomist and product specialist for Helena Agra Enterprises. He's based south of Abilene. Yes, sir. We had a we had a pretty bad one Sunday week ago. wasn't as bad as what they had up in Lubbock, but uh, it was it blew probably forty miles an hour. Of course, the the dirt and the, and the sand was blowing. Um, and then yesterday we had another bad one, probably thirty to forty mile an hour sustained winds. Um, again, not as bad as probably what they had up around the high plains, but still wind was blowing. Uh, although we did catch a, a rain shower before the dirt storm, which is kind of a, a odd situation. And as an agronomist, Meek says it is heartbreaking to see so much soil lost to the wind. Absolutely. As we know, when the soil moves off site, you never get that back. You know, I mean, unless it settles from somewhere else, whichever way the wind's blowing from, but absolutely, you want to talk about tillage and erosion and some of the benefits of just having your, your ground covered. It doesn't take much of a sandstorm to make you realize, hey, you know, once that soil blows off offsite, it ain't coming back. In many cases, Texas farmers' hands have been tied by the drought with very little crop residue to leave on the field. 
and no moisture to grow a winter cover crop like wheat, rye, or oats. 2022 was a year that put some serious stress on Texas farmers and ranchers. To address the mental health issues that farmers are facing, the legislature authorized funding a couple of years ago to launch the Texas Agri-Stress Helpline. It's a number that farmers and ranchers can call when they need help dealing with all of the stresses the occupation can bring. Texas Commissioner of Agriculture Sid Miller says his department partnered with the University of Texas at Tyler to launch the helpline. A lot of people don't know it's out there yet, but it's an agri-stress helpline. I don't like to call it a suicide line, but uh, we've uh, uh, been very successful so far. We've, so far, we've talked 60 people out of committing suicide that have called in on that line, so we think it's very helpful. And the thing about this one, when you pick up the phone and call somebody, whoever's on the other end understands agriculture, and, and that's, that's the key. If you need help dealing with the stresses of farming and ranching, you can call the Agri-Stress Helpline. The number's 833-897-2474. A new organization in Amarillo is making an effort to elevate the city's position as a global food leader. James Hunt has the story. A new economic development research group is being launched in Amarillo. It's called The Range and its objectives include making Amarillo a global hub for food innovation. The interesting part of this is we didn't realize how many pieces of the puzzle we had already related to food, and it seems like so many businesses that want to look at Amarillo and come into Amarillo are part of the food industry. That's Laura Street, president of the board of directors for The Range. The organization has come together following conversations among local leaders in agriculture, business development, water resource management, and higher education. When we did those interviews, everyone said, yes, it's time for us to do something as a whole, not a silo of each individual business or agency or university. Everyone said, yes, it's time to innovate and go forward together. As for the name, RANGE is an acronym for Regional Accelerator and New Growth Engine. A key focus is boosting our region's capacity to produce protein to feed a growing global population. And, Laura Street explains, the RANGE will also pursue research efforts to find new things that can be produced using what local agriculture provides. One example, an effort to bring to the market a product to replace plastic for wrapping hay and animal feed. We need to be cognizant of the fact that we are putting plastic in our environment. So there's already a project, the project that we have collaborated to invent or to develop a net wrap made out of cotton and biopolymers. That net wrap is going to be compostable. If that goes into the soil, it's going to be part of the soil in a period of time. Plastic is not. More about the range in future reports. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Seed and crop protection companies are spending billions of dollars to bring farmers the latest technology and traits. Tom Nicoletti visited with one of those companies last week in San Angelo. My guest today is John Chambers. He is North America's market development lead for Bear Crop Science. Caught up with him uh, recently at a Delta Pine Cotton College in San Angelo, where he addressed uh, about 80 farmers uh, from the Concho Valley and the southern rolling plains of Texas. John, you folks uh, at uh, Bear and Delta Pine spend $2.5 billion annually in research and development, uh, that certainly is a, a huge number to uh, make sure cotton farmers get the, the product they need. 
Yes, absolutely. As you had mentioned, our focus, our vision for the company is shaping agriculture to benefit farmers, consumers, and the planet. The $2.5 billion does lead the industry in our investment. And a few things you talked to the farmers about uh, were seed traits and crop protection. Uh, Focus on those a little bit. Those are the core components from our R&D platform. So our seeds would be obviously for cotton, but also corn, soybeans, canola, our key crops, crop protection across fungicides, insecticides, and herbicides. And then we tie that all together with our digital ag platform. Tailored solutions. uh, That's something that you focus on as well for uh, cotton farmers and, and other row crop farmers. The the concept of tailored solutions is bringing together our high definition understanding of the products, where to place them, how to manage them to optimize the performance, then along with understanding that each farmer is different, the operations, the land they farm, their management practices, their goals. And when we can combine those, the understanding of the customer with the understanding of our products, that's what we would call a tailored solution. That is John Chambers with Bear Crop Science. I'm Tom Nicoletti, reporting from San Angelo for the Farm Bureau Radio Network. Spring is bringing a lot of activity to Texas agriculture. Barry Mahler has an update from the Rolling Plains. Well, the days are getting longer as March arrives, and that's good as there's lots to do as spring draws near. The stock show season is moving along with Fort Worth, San Angelo, and San Antonio livestock shows in the record books now. The Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and Austin Livestock Show running through most of March, and that will wrap up what we call the major show season in Texas. Hey, these shows are a great way for our young people to compete, and they fund lots of higher education, other projects with prize money and scholarships. The level of competition continues to grow. It's just tougher every year. And if you have a chance to take one in, by all means do so. They are very entertaining. There's a lot of seed meetings and other conferences occurring around the state as farmers continue to make spring planting decisions with seed already going in the ground in the southernmost part of the state. Commodity prices are trending lower for cotton and the grain, so planting decisions are very challenging this year. Producers are watching progress in Austin as the Texas legislature settles in for their biannual session. Some of the topics receiving attention this session include mental health funding, border security, making sure the power grid and highway system is keeping up with population expansion in our state, and an important discussion to all property owners is property tax relief. We'll be watching that one closely. The farm bills being written in Washington and the consensus I'm getting when talking to farmers across the state is that funding federal crop insurance is the most important part of the legislation. The clock is ticking on passing of that bill with the 2018 farm bill set to expire this fall. Cattle being shipped off wheat pasture with good gains being reported and fertilizer and herbicides are being applied to fields for spring crops. Even with the challenges of declining markets and high input costs, farmers, well, they're moving forward and they're optimistic for a good year. Reporting from North Central Texas, I'm Barry Mahler for Texas Ag Today. Nature lovers can now sign up for the biggest, longest, and wildest birdwatching tournament in the U.S. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll explain coming up on Texas Ag Today. And a recent study looked at feeding flax to female sheep prior to breeding. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. A study in the Sheep and Goat Research Journal looked at feeding flax to female sheep prior to breeding. Dr. Bob Judd takes a look at the study. Fertility can be improved prior to breeding by improving nutritional management, especially in range sheep operations. Improved management through nutrition can lead to better ewe body condition and improve conception and pregnancy rates. The addition of flaxseed to a flushing protocol has the potential to enhance the effects of flushing, and flushing is the term used for the practice of increasing nutrition and energy in the diet prior to breeding in sheep. Flaxseed contains two important fatty acids, alpha-linolenic, which is an omega-3 fatty acid, and linolenic acid, which is an omega-6 fatty acid. Little research has been done on ewes and their response to supplementation with fatty acids. This study used 240 Rambouillet ewes divided in two groups, with one group fed a flax lick sheep tub with ground flaxseed and flax oil, and the other group was fed only a mineral mix and chopped hay for 35 days. Results indicated that the addition of the flax lick sheep tub did not significantly improve pregnancy rates or influence progesterone concentration. The goal of feeding flaxseed is not to only increase the omega-3 fatty acids, but to decrease the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. However, if the omega-3 fatty acids cannot make it through the rumen environment to be absorbed, the effect may be lost. It is possible feeding whole flaxseed or protected omega-3 fatty acids could solve the problem. Studies using processed flaxseed did not find increased progesterone concentration, but some did find improved conception rates. It is possible whole flaxseed that is protected by the outer covering of the pericarp may be more efficiently utilized by the animal and more beneficial for reproduction. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Nature lovers can now sign up for the largest bird-watching tournament in the U.S. Jessica Domel has the details in today's Wildlife Report. Registration is now underway for the biggest, longest, and wildest bird-watching tournament in the United States. The 27th Annual Great Texas Birding Classic will be April 15th through May 15th across the state, and teams have until April 1st to register. Birders of all ages and skill levels can participate. You can participate either together in a team or solo depending on the category selected. There are categories for teams of three to five people and a tournament category for teams of all sizes. In the expanded Big Sit regional tournaments, teams select a 50-foot diameter circle to bird in. They can take turns birding or bird together. In this category, team members identify and count all the birds that they see or hear inside or outside of the 50-foot circle for up to 24 hours. Other tournament categories allow participants to bird for varying time lengths, including one that can last up to six consecutive days. Birdwatchers can do that either solo or in a group. Costs vary by tournament category. To help offset the costs, teams may seek out sponsorships. 
According to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, registration fees raise funds for Texas Bird and Birding Conservation Project grants. Again, the deadline to register is April 1st. You can sign up on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website. That's tpwd.texas.gov. Click on the link at the top of the page that says Activities, then click Birding, and then Great Texas Birding Classic. Again, that's on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website. That's tpwd.texas.gov. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmel. It's time to check the markets. Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle complex traded higher on Monday thanks to a strong fundamental outlook and corn trading lower. April live cattle up 67 cents to 166.10. June live cattle up 32 cents to 161 even. August live cattle up 57 cents to 160.47. Feeder cattle were also supported by strong beef demand amid tight supplies. March feeder cattle up $2.07 to $192.07. April feeder cattle up $2.57 to $198.60. May feeder cattle up $2.30 to $203.25. Boxed beef was higher. Choice was up $1.21 to $290.53. Select was up 89 cents to $277.75. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Neighbor, I'm Larry Marble. You're listening to the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network and my program, Walking the Pens. Joshua Garcia, Carnes City Auction, LLC. Walk the pens with us, Joshua. Well, we ended up with 584 head of cattle and 124 sheep and goats, 115 sellers and 51 buyers. On the Patrick Cows and Bulls, number one cows, 92 to a dollar two. Number two cows, 35 to 91. Bulls, 89 to a dollar 16. Uh, Stocker cows from 8, 825 to 975. Pairs went from 1,000 uh, upwards to 1715. Two to three weight steers, 205 to 270. Three to fours, 208 to 255. Four to fives, 198 to 240. Five to sixes, 190 to 237. Six to seven hundred pounders, one eighty two to two oh six, seven hundred plus pound steers, one forty to a dollar eighty two. On the half end of things, two to three weights, one seventy seven to two twenty five, three to fours, one eighty three to two fifty, four to fives, one seventy nine to two eighteen, five to sixes, one seventy eight to two oh two, six to some seven hundred pound heifers, one fifty six to one seventy five, seven hundred plus pound heifers, one thirty one to one forty three. What do you have under the barn so far for the Saturday sale? Well, so far we're at the present time. I know it's an I always say it every week, it's a Thursday evening and uh, we're at the present 
time. I got about a hundred head under the barn. I got 33 cows uh, off one man's place. There'll be some just little thin, young, open cows. Be kind of black Angus crosses, black Angus pluses kind of cows. A um, few crossbreds on them. Uh, majority of them will be open. There will be four pair on them. And I think there'll be about two or three bred cows in the mix. And I, also, I got some yearlings coming. I got 35 coming from a man Saturday morning. And then tomorrow, I know a couple strings of calves coming. So I imagine we'll have about what we had last week. It's at five to 600 range, give or take. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Joshua. Well, to reach us, you can reach me on my cell phone at 361-649-4578, or you can catch us at the office phone at 830-780-3382. Neighbor, that's our livestock auction market report for today. We'll see you next time right here as we walk the pens. I'm Larry Marble for Texas Ag Today. All right, thank you, Larry. Lean hogs traded lower on Monday due to hit or miss pork demand. April lean hogs down a dollar and seven cents to eighty-three forty-seven. May lean hogs down forty cents to ninety-three oh five. March class three milk up five cents to seventeen eighty. April class three milk up nine cents to seventeen sixty-two. Cotton traded higher Monday thanks to a weaker U.S. dollar and stronger Dow. May cotton up 54 points to 84.71. July cotton up 65 points to 85.44. December cotton up 88 points to 85.14. Corn was lower Monday due to weak U.S. exports. March corn down three quarters to 6.44 and a half. May corn down two and three quarters to 6.37 even. September corn down one and a quarter to 5.82 and a half. March hard red wheat fell 18 and a half Monday to 804. May hard red wheat down 18 and a half to 797 and three quarters. July hard red wheat down 17 to 791 and three quarters. April natural gas fell 40 cents to 260. May natural gas fell 37 cents to 276. April crude oil up 90 cents to 80.58 a barrel Monday. May crude oil up 88 cents to $80.67 a barrel. The Dow up 18 points Monday to 33,409. The S&P 500 up 6 points to 4,052. The Nasdaq up 8 points to 11,701. Well, that wraps up this look at the markets. And that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel. I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.